Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Evangelist Nathan Pimentel from Bangor, Maine. Welcome, Pastor Pimentel. Thank you for having me on your program today. Well, I was uh, looking at your website about miracles for New England, and we know that the time is now. Amen, yeah. Miracles for New England, I just want to give you... uh, a little bit of a background of how that began because I really felt impressed in my heart uh, ever since I was in Bible college as a young man that the Lord was going to use me and uh, whoever I connected with to see a great revival happen in New England because um, ever since I can remember I've always heard of how New England is dry, it's religious and uh, nothing and nothing good ever comes out of New England and nothing spectacular ever happens there. but. Uh, so I started the ministry and uh, three years into Household of Faith, uh, early on actually, I felt the Lord impress me to, to do some meetings all throughout New England to reach the lost in one of the places that I wanted to get into. I wanted to get into or start these miracles for New England was in my hometown where I grew up in the state of Massachusetts. And, uh, and so I tried to connect with multiple people, multiple different spiritual leaders to see if we could do something to win the lost. And at the same time, it would also help the local church with, uh, with adding new converts to their, uh, to their body. And uh, when, I, when I tried and when I talked to a lot of the spiritual leaders, a lot of them denied me and said, this is something that we're not interested in, something that we don't see the, uh, that we're in the season for at this time. And I thought to myself, well, we could always be in the season to win the lost. And, uh, but I, got, uh, I wasn't encouraged when I wanted to do this. Uh, I got discouraged by a lot of them. And they told me, this, this was their specific words to me. They said, if we can't even get unsafe people in a church on Sunday morning, how in the world do you think you're going to get unsafe people in your services uh, on a Friday night or a Saturday night when there's so much more? that they could be doing and, and having fun with their friends. And, uh, and so to me, that was, uh, you know, that was a negative confession or a lack of faith. And so I thought to myself, I said, you know, people are not just going to want to come to church if you invite them out to a church service. So I had this idea that I believe was from God. So what I did was I bought a whole bunch of prizes like uh, flat screen TVs, we went out and bought gift cards to the grocery store, department stores, and gift cards to different other places that we know that people could use and families could use. And I had a team, a friend of mine, who lives in Massachusetts, attended a Bible college down in Florida, and um, he had a team that hit the streets of Massachusetts in the vicinity of where we were holding these miracles for New England. And he went out and testified and witnessed and won people over to the Lord, prayed for people. And that's the thing. Uh, you ask somebody if they want prayer, they're always going to say yes. And, uh, you know, we think sometimes as believers nobody wants to hear about Christ. But reality is people are searching for the truth. And if you'll talk to them about Christ, they'll be open enough to, to hear it from you. And so they prayed for them, witnessed, won a lot of them over to the Lord. And at the same time, laid hands on them and prayed for physical healings and manifestations happened there and throughout the week and then we had them invite them to the service that we were going to have at the in, in that area but we never told them that it was going to be a church service we just told them that we were going to give away prizes and we wanted them to be there there was nothing that they had to do there was no cover fee we just told them show up all you got to do is register so we know who's there so you can be accounted for and uh and so 
tons of people showed up at that meeting. And so, you know, when you take a step of faith to do something where really nobody knows who you are and you're just going on the Word of God, you know, that's a big step of faith to see who's going to be there and who's not. So I, I remember showing up there with all these prizes and people showing up and, uh, you know, they asked, they asked if there was a cover charge to get inside the meeting, and I said, there's no cover charge. All you got to do is show up. And uh, we had music there. We had musicians. And then I preached for 15 minutes and uh, gave, you know, just a simple simple gospel message and invited people to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I'll tell you what, when we gave the invitation, a lot of people told me, you know, it's not about the stuff, preacher. It's about souls. And I understand it's not about the stuff, but I also know that the stuff got the people there and it gave them an opportunity to to listen to the gospel message and so like i said i preached for 15 minutes and gave people an invitation to receive christ and uh, every single person that was in that room that had never stepped foot in the church and uh, had never publicly declared jesus christ as lord and savior of their life by the end of that night uh all of them got to their feet came down to the altar repented of their sins and and received christ into their lives and that's where miracles for new england got to start was to it was geared towards winning the lost and we still do it geared towards winning the lost but we also get a lot of believers that come to these meetings and i believe one of the things that is that have been lost in the body of christ is not necessarily the preaching you know people preach every week but i think what has been lost is the demonstration of power that comes after the preaching because i think that if you properly communicate the gospel of jesus christ and whatever it is that you're you know declaring there's going to be a manifestation of what you're preaching on whether it be signs and wonders miracles healings the baptism of the holy spirit or salvation and so we've been going into these areas where i grew up in all over new england um and just telling people the simple truth of God's Word, not with like profound words, but just the simplicity of the Gospel, and we're seeing things happen. Amen. That's what it's all about. That's what the Amen. Gospel is all about. I liked what you said about think big, speak big. We know that God has an assignment for every believer. Talk to me about that. Yeah, well, I, I heard that phrase one time when I was in Bible college. I was actually reading a book uh, by one of those uh, like an old-time preacher. His name was A.A. A. Allen. And he said something to the effect. He said, uh, believe big, think big, and speak big, and God will do big. And as soon as I read that, it really hit my spirit because, you know, I believe it's in Proverbs 18.23 where the Bible says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And uh, I think people don't realize uh, how much power their words really carry. And, um, you know, one thing that I've noticed in ministry uh, early on in the ministry, what I used to do a lot is I used to speak negatively a lot. And because I used to speak negatively, I never saw anything happen. And it was always the same old thing everywhere that I went. Until I had a friend one time who was just bold enough uh, to tell me, you know, that I needed to change the way that I, uh, my thinking, I needed to change the way that I, that I spoke, and I just necessarily needed to change things the, uh, the way I was just simply doing things. One of the things that I needed to change is was to start speaking the right word. And I realized, like, my mouth is supposed to be a reflection of the Word of God. And I realized soon, quickly, once I started speaking things, you know, the Bible says, call those things that are not as though they were. And so once I started declaring the Word of God and, you know, uh, saying things 
uh, in believing what I expected to see come to pass according to the Word of God, wonders just started happening. From very simple, just believing God to open the nations of the world to us. God had been opening up, you know, the U.S. and North America for us to travel all over the country, and I was thankful for that. But then I started praying and asking the Lord and declaring that the doors of the nations would be open to us. And I'm telling you, it was probably like within eight hours when I started changing my whole thought process and confession that I got a phone call from the nation of India and, uh, you know, inviting me to go over over there to preach the gospel and uh, and from then on it's just been nation after nation has been opening up to us in just a few months we're going to be going over to the Netherlands I've got an invitation to go to Spain and Brazil and Portugal and just different countries that God's really be began opening up the door for us and I believe it started you know with just believing right and then allowing what I believe uh, to match up with the Word of God and speaking that out of my mouth Right. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's his heart that none should perish. Mm -hmm. And he asked, who will go? Um, and Nathan, you said yes. Yeah, I said yes. You know, I was 17 years old when I... Uh, when I accepted the call of God, because see, God could call you. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. I know I was called, and I want to be one of those chosens also. And uh, but when the Lord called me at the age of 17, I was in no in no shape to be going into the ministry. You know, I was living in sin. I was a mess. I was carrying garbage everywhere that I went. And uh, I heard a preacher one time say, you know, if you think you're going to get rid of all the garbage in your life before you come to Christ and, and then make your life right with God, or if you think you're going to get rid of the sin in your life and then come to God, he said, it'll never happen. He says, what you need to do is you need to come to God with all the mess that you have, all the garbage that you're carrying, and give it to God. And when you come to God in the mess, God will take you and God will clean you up and He'll straighten you out. And that's what he did to me at the age of 17. Called, you know, I got saved, and immediately on that day, I knew I was called to go into the ministry. And I, I'll be honest with you, I had no clue what the Lord wanted me to do in the ministry. I thought I was going to be like some type of uh, uh, musician, or the Lord was going to use me in some type of ministry to do with music. But I tell people all the time, the funny thing is, I have no musical talent at all. And uh, I remember on se September 15, 1999, uh, there was an evangelist that came to the Bible college that I was preaching at, and he spoke on the passage where the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. And I knew right there and then that the Lord had called me uh, to be an evangelist and to win souls to the kingdom of God and to just uh, display his healing power uh, to this generation. And so from then on, you know, I thought to myself, how in the world am I going to do this? I'm not eloquent enough. Nobody knows me as a pre. You know, nobody knows me when I get out of Bible college. Nobody in my family is, uh, you know, I didn't come from a family line of preachers. But you know what? God will always equip you with what you need. And uh, he baptized me in the Holy Spirit uh, on that same day. And my life has never been the same ever again. We've gone out and we've preached the word of God. And we've seen many miraculous signs and wonders happen, uh, you know, during the 14 years that I've traveled uh, all over the world. Well, Pastor Pimentel, I want to ask you, you, you said you've seen miracles, you've demonstrated miracles. Tell our listeners today what those miracles are. Yeah, let me tell you of one miracle that just recently happened. Well, I say recently, but this was a powerful miracle. I was in the nation of India. There was about 3,000 people. There was about 3,000 3, people that was, uh, that was in, the, in the meeting with us. 
and I had called this woman out by a word of knowledge. And as I called her out by a word of knowledge, uh, her spine uh, had been messed up during an accident. Uh, she wasn't able to walk properly. She was actually, the next day she was going to the service. Uh, she was going to the hospital so that she could uh, get surgery and have rods placed in her legs and screws on her legs. And so she was called out by a word of knowledge. She came up to the front and I just began to pray for her. And uh, you see, to me, is, uh, to me uh, I believe, according to the Word of God, when you exercise your faith, regardless of where your geographical location is at, it always works because the Word of God produces where, wherever you may be uh, located. And so I preached, and I started laying hands on this, on this young lady, and I began to, I, be, I believe, for the power of God to come upon her. And as I began to pray, you can definitely feel the presence and the power of God come upon her. And she began to walk very slowly. And before you know it, she was walking up and down the aisle, started walking fast, her, took off running and the power of God had come upon her and healed her now she was scheduled to go to surgery the next day so she went to the hospital like they had you know they had told her she she went there for her appointment but when she got to the hospital and the doctor checked her out the doctor said you know what there's absolutely no reason for us to to perform any surgery on you he goes like this I don't know what happened but the bones on your back and on your legs are completely nor they're completely fine it's as if you've never had this infirmity or disease ever on your body and he said, well, we're not even going to touch you. We're just going to send you on your way home. We're just going to fill out this paperwork, say that you showed up, but that we did nothing because everything in your body seems absolutely fine. Now, that should be happening every day. Yeah, that should be happening everywhere. Uh, you know, and, and not just in church services. I was at a... Um, I was uh, at a coffee shop one time when this lady walked in and asked me if I would go and pray for her friend's son who had just been uh, had been in a coma for two weeks at the hospital. And uh, she said, we want to know, the, the mom wanted me to find a preacher that would come to the hospital and pray for the peace of the family. And so I'm not that type of person that will go in when somebody's about to die to pray for the peace of the family, especially a 27-year-old young man. And so I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do something even better. We're going to go into that hospital room. We're going to take authority over this uh, uh, sickness and disease that has attacked his body. And we're going to believe God to heal him. So to make a long story short, I walked into the hospital room. The, par the, the parents were there. Multiple people from the family were in there and uh, the mom told me exactly what was wrong with the young man uh, he had come down with the swine flu and that the virus had gone viral on his body before they found out what it was and so he had clots on his lungs his kidneys were shutting down his liver was swelling he had actually gone blind and he was actually on some type of life support that was actually helping him breathe and the doctor was in there and you know the doctor had called everybody in to to say their goodbyes because the son wasn't gonna make it through throughout the night well, you know, even though the devil may have a story for your life, God always has a different story. And uh, God's story always prevails and triumphs. And so it just took somebody who was bold enough to pray for that young man's healing. And we prayed for him. And the doctor had said he wasn't going to make it through the night. But five days later, healing was a process with him. But five days later, when I walked into the hospital room, that young man was off of life support. His eyes were open, and uh, I had a 45-minute conversation with him. And a lot of people asked me, well, was he a believer? And, you know, to me, that, that that's not, you know, that doesn't matter whether he was a believer or not, because I look at the Bible, and Jesus just healed everybody that went to him. But when I prayed for that young man, I said, not only is the Lord going to raise you up, I said, out of your deathbed, but after he raises you up out of your deathbed, you're, you're going to work for the Lord the 
rest of your life and you're going to win souls to the kingdom of God. And I can say, you know, eight years later, nine years later, this young man is living in Southern Maine as a full-time youth pastor and he's winning young people to the Lord in the area that he lives. So we should be seeing that every day. Praise God. Back to the assignments, I want to ask you, I want you to encourage, empower, speak to, motivate every listener to this program today to take that next step. Yeah, let me encourage you because if you're anything like me, sometimes you hesitate when you know you're supposed to be doing something and maybe you look at yourself and you think, well, I don't have the qualifications or I don't have the ability to do you know, what God wants me to do. But the great thing about God is He doesn't look for people that have special abilities and He doesn't look for people that have what the world may say are the qualifications to do what we have to do. But the Bible teaches us that God looks for people who are who have made themselves available to the work of God. And once you make yourself available to the work of God, there's no telling what God can do through you because there are many people that may have special abilities. They may, they, they may have the qualifications to do a certain thing, and that's always a plus. Don't get me wrong. That's always a plus. But sometimes people with the, with the abilities and the qualifications, sometimes they do things with the wrong motives or their hearts are really not, not in it. And I've realized that people who make themselves available, you know, they give it everything that they have and they depend on the power of God to take them to the next level. And let me encourage you, maybe you're listening and maybe you know that God has called you to do something and you may think you just don't have the ability to do it or you may think your speech is not eloquent enough. Well, listen, let me encourage you to take a step of faith and to just do whatever it is that God has called you to do. You know, sometimes you have a vision of this great ministry that God has for you or a vision of something great that you know God has called you to do. Sometimes we sit back and we relax and we wait till God brings that vision to pass in our life. And the, and the danger of that is we don't do the small things that God has for us in order for, in order for us to get to that big thing that God wants us to do. What I've realized in ministry is this, that God is going to have small assignments for you every day of your life. Our responsibility is to keep our eyes open for those assignments, whether it be you going to the Walmart or going to school or going to work. It may be God places somebody in your way that needs to know the love of Christ and he's placed you at that specific place in time so that you can be a witness of his love. Maybe somebody just needs prayer and God set set your your day up and made you uh you know set your way uh, set your day up in a way where you would cross paths with that person so that you could pray for them and just you know talk to them and encourage them along the way of life. And so always always keep your eyes open for those assignments because I'll tell you what you will never accomplish the big things that God has for you until you take responsibility to do the small things that he has sent your way first. Good word. That's a good word. Well, Nathan, um, give me another nugget for evangelism, for reaching the lost. Give us another nugget. I think one of the biggest things to reaching the lost is, number one, you literally have to have the compassion of Jesus Christ um, in you. Um, it breaks my heart when I go, especially into third world countries, even here in the United States of America. There are so many people that need the love of Christ. And what I've, what I've realized is that 
uh, once you have the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ on the inside of you, it will drive you to do whatever it takes to win people over uh, to the kingdom of God. And I've realized when you allow Christ's love to, to flow through you, winning the lost and sharing about Christ just becomes the natural thing to do. People say, well, I don't know how to share Christ. I'm not bold enough to share Christ. My encouragement is, or my, my, my advice is this, pray, pray to God and ask Him to impart His love into you. And when His love is imparted into you, listen, you're going to look beyond gender. You're going to look beyond race. You're going to look beyond the color of people's skin. And when you look at somebody, you're not going to look at them as simply as like a black person or a white person or a person of a different ethnicity. When you have the love of Christ in you, when you see somebody, what you see is a person who Christ died for to forgive them of their sins so that they could have an eternal home uh, with Christ in heaven and so one of the greatest things I've learned in ministry especially under the mentors that I've had is operate in the love of Christ in every area of your life because without love it doesn't matter how great uh, you may speak it doesn't matter how well you dress without God's love nothing you do will ever amount to anything that's a good word the whole gospel message is based on love mm -hmm. For God so loved the world and there's not one person that he wants to perish. Amen. Well, Nathan, um, how does people get connected to your ministry? Where they can they find you? Um, you speak globally. How do they get in contact with you? Well, you can you can contact us through our website, um, householdoffaith.mobi. And I know that's a little different than uh, every other URL out there, but it's householdoffaith.mobi, M-O-B-I. And uh, you can always contact us through that website. Everything that you will ever need, our phone number, our email addresses, our uh, business you know our ministry address everything is located on that you can also see videos and listen to podcasts of ours through the website but what I see in this day and age now if you go to if you type in my name Nathan Pimentel household of faith ministries on Facebook you can also get our ministry Facebook up there uh, so again that's just by typing our name Nathan Pimentel household of faith ministries and then you can always reach us on our office um, 207-951-960 that's our phone number that you can reach us at any time and uh, you know if we don't pick up we'll always give you a, a call right back maybe a calling after office hours but we would love to come to wherever you're at and to preach the gospel and to unite our faith with yours and just see a great move of God happen here in the United States and and globally as a matter of fact before Jesus Christ comes back and uh, we will go anywhere that we are invited to preach Amen. Well, I always like to end the broadcast with prayer. Would you pray for our listeners today? I will. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name. And I thank you, Lord, for every listener that is tuning into this program. And Father, I just pray the favor of God upon them. And I pray the God's protection upon them. Father, I also pray that you would make it so clear to them, whatever it is that you have, what their assignment is for their life and what their purpose is. I thank you, God, 
for your goodness and your mercies. The Bible says are new every morning and that you guide us and protect us every step of the way. Now, Father, I pray that you would fill us up, oh God, on a daily basis so that we can go out and that we can be a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and hurting world. Because, Father, we know that even in the midst of everything that we are going through here in this world, we thank you that your word, the Bible says that we will, we win and we come out victorious. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Pimentel. Thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.